0: and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you and on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Um, Hey, I'm really looking forward to this series. Um, I just really have felt strongly on my heart that God wants to remind us and bring us back to the freedom that is our inheritance as believers. Now if you are new in this place and you are sort of not really into the things of God yet, um, this is going to be a great message for you too because I know in the heart of every human being there is a deep desire for freedom. We want and we try and outwork it in all different ways and through the Word of God, through the Bible, through the Spirit, God has given us an amazing blueprint to experience His freedom from the inside out. Now I'm not talking about the freedom to travel and be lawless and all that kind of thing. Um, that's all fun and adventurous, but there's actually an even greater freedom for you and it actually comes from the inside out. And if you can sort that out with God, if you can access that freedom from the inside out, it sort of doesn't matter about the other side because you are experiencing a freedom God from the inside out. Um, And I just want to say too, um, 2023 is going to be an amazing year. I really believe that. I believe in my heart, I see miracle babies to couples that are just believing to to have children. I see marriages and miracle marriages where God brings people together. I see thriving singleness where you're finding the community your heart is longing for. I see success and achievement in career. Is and just God favour in the workplace. I see great restoration and acceleration. I see all of that. But I just want to say from the get-go of 23, the biggest determinant of how you experience 2023 won't be the promotion that comes to you. And I, I really pray and believe. And can I just say an online, just humour me just for one moment. Sutherland, you are amazing. We love Sutherland location. Um, We love Horizon Church, but um, Andrew and I have a special place in our heart for Sutherland in 2023, because that is where we're based and we're passionate. And we are believing for online, for St Andrews, for Dunsborough, for Perth campus, uh, for other campuses that are added. But we're believing for miracles in the Sutherland campus. We are believing for great joy in families. We are believing for restoration. We're believing for all those things. But the biggest Determinant for 2023 for you is not going to be the job promotion or the family restoration, that's going to be amazing, or the miracles that you experience, or the breakthroughs that you had, they're going to be amazing. The biggest determinant of how you experience 2023 is going to be your inner world. If you are writing notes right now and I encourage you to make notes, it's always good. I find my memory is served better when I make notes. Sometimes I don't even read uh, over them. But the biggest determinant um, will be your inner world, whether it's full of fear and anxiety and bondage and woundedness that's accumulated over the years, or whether you have experienced the healing, the freedom, the touch of the Holy Spirit that comes when we surrender our lives to Him. Our internal world will determine how we experience life. It says in Galatians 5.1, that it is for freedom that Jesus sets you free. He did not set you free when you got saved to live a life full of law and pressure and bondage, and you will go through things. Christians are not immune and so today if you are weighing up, you know, the the claims of Jesus Christ and you're feeling the Spirit drawing you, I don't want to lie to you and say it is like all easy, it's white picket fences. Who's gone through some stuff as a believer? Who's going through some stuff? But we can do it Uh, in a place of freedom. And that is what God designed for you, it says in Galatians. You know, God's intention for you is not that your heart would be caged up and that you'd get all tied up in all sorts of things that keep you caged. Paul says to the Corinthians, you know, it's not us that's boxing you in. It's not me that's making you all caged up. We can blame stuff, can't we? Work's made me so bound. You know, this has made me so bound. It's actually it's it's an inside job with you and God this year. Um, there is a freedom that the Holy Spirit spirit has for you in 2023 and so over the next three weeks just to give you a taster uh, today I'm going to talk about the heart I want to start with the heart because it actually all issues from the heart the inside the real person that you are not the pretend person or the the false person that you've created to face the world with but actually the inside person um, God wants to bring freedom to that because it all comes out of that I, they want to talk about relationships because a lot of um, the freedom that we experience is about relational choices or not even just choices that we make to get into certain relationships but also how we respond when things go bad uh, and when stuff is done to us. Who knows we can't control what is done to us and you, I, I would imagine in this room that there are people and you've gone through things in relationships, maybe in the past, maybe you're going through some things now, maybe in your family of origin and all God asks of you, is uh, to respond in the way that He shows you and that will bring about your healing and your freedom. So I wanna talk about relationships next week. And then finally, the mind. I wanna look at our thinking and our mind uh, because that will change um, our experience of freedom. So let's get started and today I wanna to start with the heart and I've called it the Ch- like Chinese menu style as Pastor Brad calls it, like call it like it is, beef and black bean sauce. Um, it's uh, getting a free heart, getting and keeping a free heart, okay? It's really basic. If you don't have a free heart, how do you get one? And how do you keep it? Because you know, God wants to give you freedom but He gives you tools to actually live in freedom. Who is up for that? Um, and so, you know, it's interesting at the beginning of a new year, we set goals, don't we? And uh, we set our, our New Year's resolutions and Andrew and I have sat and we've set some, we're budgeted, we've, we've set some goals for our boys, um, but really at the end of the day, everything comes from the heart. We set these goals and they're really important to do but God is looking much deeper at what the Bible calls the heart and that is the mind, the will, the emotions and the Bible conceives the heart as it's your innermost being, the real you. It's the seat of your strength. It says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart Some some versions say guard your heart and it's got a lot of people putting walls around their heart. And I believe today God's saying, let's deal with the walls. You know, the sense is not guard with a, you know, Hadrian's wall or, you know, like a fortress. It is actually more like garden your heart, tend to your heart. Don't let things accumulate in your heart in 2023. It's actually about keeping your heart with all vigilance. It's like the writer of Proverbs is saying, don't just keep it gently, does it daily. Be vigilant about it. Your heart to God is the most important thing about you. It's not your performance to Him. Your worship is important, but it's about the truth of coming from the innermost being. Guard your heart or keep your heart with all vigilance from, from it flow the springs of life. Because really the heart is the source. You know, we often look at the fruit, you know, that person's always a Debbie Downer, that guy's got an anger issue, um, that guy is just like sleazy, greasy, um, you know, all of that. We look at the fruit, but we're not looking at the root source and it all actually has a source that's in the heart, the heart is the source. You know, it's no wonder that Jesus said, "Um, you have heard it said, right? So he's like, you've heard it said when he's referring to the law, "Um, don't kill, don't steal. And they're good things he refers to in the law, but he actually unpacks a much more inner description of what is going on. So for example, he says in Matthew 5, 27, you have heard it said, and every Pharisee in the room's ears, every good Jew would prick their ears up and go, oh, what have we heard said? What are you recalling from the law? And he's like, I, you know, Jesus says, I haven't come to abolish the law, I've come to fulfil it. These are good things he's referring to. But Jesus is saying, so it says, you have said, uh, you heard it said, you shall not commit adultery But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So Jesus is saying, hey, the external stuff, yes, it's important. Yes, it's a law. Yes, this fruit matters. But to actually get at the fruit, you've got to look at the root. You've got to look at what's in the heart. It's not about how she's dressing. It's not about the act. It is about first what takes place in your untended heart because nobody gets up and says today, I think I wanna have an affair. I think I might have an affair with that person at the office. I think I might go out tonight and pick somebody up that's not my husband and my wife. No, what happens first is an untended heart. What happens first is not the fruit. What happens first is an untended heart. God is so kind about this, though. You see, the picture when it comes to our heart is not a bony, pointed finger of accusation. It's a loving father. There's a proverb that says in Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-six, "My son, isn't that tender?" It's relationship. It's not, it, it's relationship over function. It's relationship over power. My son, give me your heart. First, give me your heart. Let your eyes delight in my ways. So, what you look at, Will actually affect the delight of your heart. Let If you look at the right things, your heart will be cultivated. But you see, this is a picture, it's a proverb of a father advising a son on how to live a life that's free. Don't go there, you're going to get in bondage. Don't make that choice, it's not going to leave to life. It, it might taste good for a night, but it's going to bite you in the morning. That thing has got all the promise of life, that decision that you're contemplating, that lifestyle that you contemplating. It has all the promise of life, but ultimately it's going to bite you. Um, But first, he says, my son, first give me your heart. I am saying this out of love and care for you. And the heart of God toward you this morning is I love you. And in 2023, I don't want the pretend version of you, the holy version of you. I don't want the Fake version of you. I don't want the version that comes to church, and that is a really good thing. You need to be in Christ like community. You need to be in a place where the other hot coals will come around you and keep your hot coal burning for Jesus, keep your heart alight. Um, But God is saying, I want the real you this year. Not the fake you. I want the real you. I want the honest hearted you. I want honesty before me so that I can deal with this. I can actually get access to this because God doesn't rob our will, that's the other thing. God doesn't mess with our will. He doesn't control us or violate our will. And so He wants the real you. You know, Psalm 24 and Baz alluded to the fact that in our Bible reading plan, we are doing the Psalms. Who's enjoying the Bible reading plan? I love the Psalms. It's the English teacher in me. I love the words. But Psalm 24 is a very significant one for us this year. You know our journey, Psalm 22, Psalm 23, Psalm 24, and it's a Psalm 24 year. Who is this King of glory? The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. There's expansion for us. But there's this little line in it that says, who can ascend my holy hill. Basically, who can worship me? And it says, and David's writing it, Who, he who has clean hands, so it's to do with actions, but out of a pure heart. And what that's speaking to is a heart that is honest before God, not full of mixture, not one thing, In front of your friends, but a different thing at church, not at church, but not in the prayer room and honest before God telling him about the contents of your heart. Um, David was like, God wants a pure heart. When you have purity, it's about not mixture. It's not a mixed metal, it's not, it's not a compound. It's a heart that is pure before God and honest. And it's, it's no wonder because it comes from David. And David was a person that understood the heart. David was not into pretense, David was all heart. And I find that encouraging, I'll tell you why in a moment. But it says in Acts thirteen twenty two after removing Saul, after God removed Saul, God can remove people from your life by the way. God can orchestrate things for you. Don't worry about the circumstances, just trust God. I feel to say that to somebody today, you're like, I don't know about this boss I've got or this thing going on. Trust God with the circumstances. David knew he was called to be king. He needed to trust God that God would do the orchestrating and outwork that call. So after removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him. This is about God toward David. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. It's a heart to heart relationship. The reason I find this really deeply encouraging is that you could be tempted to look at David and go, well, he had the silver spoon, didn't he? He was the king and he had all this power and he could have whatever he wanted, and whomever he want, anytime. Um, he had an easy life. And it's actually the complete Opposite to what the Bible recounts. And if you're a kid in the room, I hope mum and dad or Pastor Jess have read you the story of David and Goliath because that is who I'm talking about, that David. Well, here's what his heart went through, which is why it's so intriguing that God says he's a man after my own heart. His heart before me is after my own heart. Well, David went through abandonment, rejection and obscurity in his youth. And maybe you've gone through things in your family of origin and it is weighing your heart down now. And you're like, God, I don't know if I could ever break through in this. Well, David uh, experienced that kind of rejection so much so that when the prophet came to Jesse, his dad's house, and said, bring out the sons, he brings out all the sons except one. And Jesse, he's a, uh, rather Samuel, because he's a prophet, says, there's one missing. And Jesse's like, oh no, they're all here. <laughs> like, how would you feel if your own father rejected you and relegated you to the fields unseen, in danger? What if you got taken out by a lion? Who's ever felt exposed and uncared for, abandoned? Maybe you've got abandonment in your heart this morning. David went through that. And we can deduce from his life that there is something about the dealings of God as David worshipped, as he kept his heart before God, maybe imperfectly, maybe there were some nights and he's like, oh, I hate my dad. I hate my brothers. I hate my life but we know the overall picture was David gave his heart to the Lord and let God deal with what was going on. So there there was that rejection early on, but then there was also the injustice of Saul and it drove David to run for his life. And really the basis of it was another person's jealousy of the call of God on David's life. Maybe you have been the victim of grave injustice where you've been accused unfairly of things. And maybe I really sense that there's some in the room that in 2022, there was accusations brought against you that have hurt your heart so deep. And you're like, God, I was just doing the best that I could to serve you, to love you, to lead or whatever it was for you. And there was an injustice done to you, an accusation brought against you. Well, you know, it's, it's so interesting that the Bible, much of the recount of that story was the way David dealt with the injustice in his own heart. It wasn't about David, uh, God's rebuke of Saul, although that's there too. And God dealt with him and his attitude and his choice to turn his heart away from God but at the end of the day, it was about how does how do you deal with it in your heart when injustice happens to you? Well, here's how David dealt with it. So deeply before God in the caves of Adullam, when he took the corner of Saul's cloak and he could have rightly put the spear straight through him, he actually repents for even taking the cloak corner of Saul. Remember, it's not just the fruit. That was a fruit of repentance, But it was the root, the heart was dealt with. He was brokenhearted over Absalom, his son, who he loved and raised and tended to in his own home. And at the end of the day, he had a son that deeply betrayed him. Maybe you've been, you're in the room today and you felt the pain of betrayal. You felt like, the word I get is just broken heartedness. Maybe you've come today and your heart is a heavy heart. You just feel like, God, I, I just feel heavy about what's happened. And I believe today God wants to touch hearts in that area where there's broken heartedness. Maybe there's been relational breakdown with a child or relational breakdown or a break up that has been a Broken-hearted experience for you, because David dealt with that too, and he dealt with it in old age, just before we think that the the the, the spears and arrows of life don't affect us. We get past it. One day I'll arrive, and it won't affect me. <laughs> He's ever had that thought. I think I thought that. It you know. 16, 17, life was challenging. <laughs> and I'm like, one day I'm gonna arrive maybe at 25 when I'm some such senior age, like 25. Um, and it's like, I just realised that these heart things just keep going, don't they? The heart matters to God. And in this world, there will always be heart issues. But the thing that God calls you to look at for your freedom before Him is not the actions of others. Now, of course, I I, I don't want to in any way imply that there's not responsibility and there's times when things need to be dealt with externally. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying though is the power that is in your hands before God is to put your heart before Him for healing, for mending, for restoration, And then finally, David actually had to deal with his own personal failure and sin because I believe there's some in the room that may feel, yeah, that's all great for David. It happened to him. But you see, my heartache is actually my own actions. My heart is wounded and it's all my fault. Well, the thing is about this king that's after God's own heart it was actually his own actions at one point that wounded. His heart was collateral damage in his own actions. He took something that was not his to take, somebody else's wife. He arranged, it's just, it's actually, the plot is so dark. I'm not even gonna go into it today. Um, it's It's hard that we respect this guy because the, 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 the course of action that he chose was so dark and it resulted in the loss of a son. It, it just was pain all around. But he understood that I can't get tied up in the bondage of guilt and sin. God has confronted me and I need to repent I need to lament and I need to receive His forgiveness and the restoration of my heart. Psalm 51:10 says, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me." No wonder so many of the worship songs that we sing um, in our church services are straight out of the playbook of King David. He just understood how to have a heart before God. Worship team, if I could ask you to come up as well, that would be amazing. You know, I believe that at the beginning of 2023, God um, believes in your dreams, yes. Yes. And God has given you things in your heart this year that He He really has put in your heart to achieve for the Kingdom of God. And He's put things in your heart that you're hoping for and longing for. But I believe that at the, the outset of 2023, first God is saying, will you give me your heart? will you give me your heart to bring healing to things that have happened? Maybe there's an accumulation of things. Maybe there is things that God has brought to mind um, that that He wants to deal with. And I really felt to talk to a couple of different hearts in the room that, that I sense God wants to move in. And the first is, those that have a detached heart and please don't hear any judgment at all. This is the, the heart of God for you. Um, I just believe that when wounding has happened and when things have happened and we've had years of lockdowns and, and and whatnot going on and what can happen when things aren't dealt with is that we can develop a detached heart, a heart that is numb to the things of God and God I And maybe numb and closed down. Maybe maybe for you, it's been a coping mechanism. I'm not coping with what's happening in my home. I'm not coping with the pain of what's happening in this workplace. I'm not, something has been done to me and our response is, I'm gonna shut my heart down. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be numb to it. They're dead to me. The problem with that is that You don't get to choose how much of your heart you shut down and how much of your heart continues to be alive to God and the things of God. See, hearts are are not compartmentalised. Our innermost being is all interconnected, deeply interwoven. And as I shut my heart down in what I think is a part of my heart and become detached, and maybe you needed to do that, you know, there's times and seasons where we actually, maybe as a child, it, it worked. It helped us live through a challenging situation. But God at some point goes, I need to deal with that detached heart. I need to deal with that heart issue um, that where you've closed your heart to an area. Because if I can't get access to that... I can't do other things in your heart. Your heart can't be alive to me. Your heart can't be alive to relationships that I actually wanna cultivate in your life this year. And I believe that God wants to bring people, and it sounds very hippie, but it's absolutely biblical. God wants to bring people to get back in touch with their heart. Maybe there is some people here and you, like me, um, went through some very challenging circumstances. I remember in my childhood going through very challenging circumstances in my home. It was full of mental illness, full of marriage breakdown and all sorts of very dark and troubling stuff. And a coping mechanism for me was, I'm just gonna shut it down. I'm gonna escape into achievement into books books are great by the way if you come to me for a reading recommendation i'm still going to give you one they're great but you see when we use these things to detach god's like how can i get in there and get access how can i bring healing to that so those with a detached heart god wants to touch this morning and bring you in touch with your heart again he, he god is into you know the word integration integer it means a wholeness And what that speaks to is I want your mind, your will, your emotions, your body to be integrated, not fragmented, not all over the place. I want to actually bring you together so that you can love me with all your heart, soul and mind in 2023. So that you can have relationships where you're relating out of a whole heart, not a broken heart, not a defensive heart or a detached heart. The other heart I felt was, there's those that you've got a wounded heart, you know, things have happened to you. It's not your fault, it's happened to you. And I, there's those that have gone through even church pain and you feel wounded, you feel battle scarred, you feel like there's someone's taken a slice out of you. Maybe for you it's been I'm wounded from words of death that someone spoke over me, and you've it's gone straight to the heart. You know, I'll never forget. There's someone in my family, and I'd said something when we were children, and it went straight to the heart, wounded the heart, and and it just became a, a real landing spot for just real condemnation. and And God wants to deal with that. God actually wants to deal with the wounded heart. You know, um. Disappointments, family hurt, things that you've been believing for, maybe an injustice that has happened and has wounded you deeply, and and even trauma. There there can be trauma that impacts you at a heart level, very very deeply, and God wants to. Begin the healing journey for you. Um, For some, it's going to be I'm stepping into the arena today and believing that God is opening a healing journey. The Spirit is calling me today to deal with that heart and He'll lead you. It's not all on you. All He's saying is, My son, my daughter, give me your heart. It's not a playbook or a list of to dos. I've got to stress this. Healing begins begins with a surrender. Freedom begins with a surrender to the Spirit of God. Um, The challenge with wounded hearts is, and I don't wanna get weird, but I wanna actually define reality for you as I've experienced it, as the Bible outlines it. um, It becomes becomes a place where you can begin to receive demonic counsel because you're hurt. And by that, I mean the whispers, uh, damn them. Just reject them. Ice them out. Revenge. I've got every right to hate them. And the enemy wants you to take that sort of counsel on because if he can get you hating, if he can get you responding like that, it's not them that gets bound. It's you. (laughs) They... The other thing too is God is a much better revenger than you. Anyway, um, that's strike that off the podcast. It's actually terrible. That's out of my own lack of feeling, <laughs> But I've always thought that, right? And by the way, forgiveness is not about saying it was right what was done for you. In fact, you've actually got to judge something wrong to forgive it and go, that was wrong. That was wrong. But we can really receive demonic counsel and it can become like an infection site. I'll never forget um, as a first year teacher at Thomas Hassel Anglican School. And it was such a blissful, amazing experience studying. And I was so ignorant that I loved it. (laughs) Like I didn't feel the pressure of it because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I remember I had a wound in my foot uh, from just holidays and a cut. And I just was so keen to get out teaching and doing my thing that I didn't attend to the wound and over the course of term one the unattended wound became an infection site and it became painful to stand and before I knew it uh, by Easter I could barely do my job and this is the thing with a wounded heart it becomes an infection site and It's so important. God is like, would you let me deal with the wounded heart? I don't want you to become in bondage to that infection site. I don't want it to be a landing strip for all sorts of control and bondage and the enemy having an absolute field day in your life. Would you give me your heart and let me attend to the wound? Got to deal with it. And then finally, I felt there's some here and you're offended someone said something, something happened and you took on an offence. And there's even some people here that are offended for other people and it's the worst kind of offence to have because you can deal with the offence and people can say sorry and stuff. But if you've taken on somebody else's battle and somebody else's offence, your heart has no way of getting free when they make good, right? it's not yours to take on, but the offended heart can lock you down in a big way too and it can grow up into bitterness. You know, when wounds are not dealt with, um, they can a bitter root can grow and it doesn't just defile you, the Bible says. It says in Hebrews, it defiles many. So isn't that amazing that our willingness to open our heart to the Lord and let Him heal us and deal with the real us, not the fake us, actually has an impact on other people. It's like disease, it's like it spreads, it's like COVID. (laughs) It's like it's catchy, the bitter root is really catchy and you know what it's like to be around someone who's got a bitter spirit, a bitter root and it just rubs off and it just it messes everything up, doesn't it? Just makes everything mucky and it defiles everything. And I just really believe, you know, I, I think of David's wife, Michael in the Bible and she had injustice done to her. Her father removed her from her, her the love of her life. David married her off to somebody else. She never dealt with the bitterness of the injustice in her heart so that when David and her are restored, in the end, the lovers come back together. What does she do? He's praising the Lord and she's despising Him in her heart. How could you be such an idiot, dancing like a madman, naked before, you know, you idiot. Just bitterness in her heart. Um, Really that came from a wound that was not her fault, that was never dealt with. You know, when it comes to healing the heart, it says in Ezekiel 36, 26, and I'll give you a new heart, a new spirit to put within you. It's the Holy Spirit's work. I'll remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. You know, it's core to transformation. If you want to transform 2023, you have to start with the heart. You cannot pluck the fruit off. You can't take the apple off the tree. You actually have to put the axe to the root of it to pluck the whole thing out. And healing requires two things. It requires the Holy Spirit. He is the great healer. He is the one that will affect the healing. He will do Uh, what only He can do from the inside out. But it requires to your partnership, you have to allow Him access, you have to get vulnerable. We have to get honest with God and get in touch with the feeling again of that really hurt God, that thing really wounded me, that rejection, that misunderstanding, I was misunderstood God, that breakup, that breakdown. And God wants us to repent for harbouring things. You know, it may not have been your fault, but you can repent for harbouring hate or repent for harbouring unforgiveness. And it removes the legal right of the enemy to torment you in that area. You can release forgiveness. And again, it removes, you know, Corrie Ten Boom, victim of the Holocaust in a concentration camp. She said forgiveness was the key to her complete restoration after that. It's such a key. We need to actually come out of agreement when we've taken demonic counsel, when we've listened to the whispers of the enemy, just you've got every right to feel that way. You've got every right to hold that grudge. And God's saying, you may, but do you wanna be free? Do you wanna be right or you wanna be free? Do you wanna stand on your rights? Or do you wanna be free in me in 23? Do you wanna be completely free? You know, and then we actually cultivate our heart. You know, why don't we stand up together? I'm gonna open the altars. It's not, you know, a common thing on a Sunday morning, but I really feel like God wants to do some ministry to hearts this morning. I really feel that God wants to bring healing there's others that I believe the question for you is a heart surrender. It's not, you may not need healing in that area, but you're like, God, I just want to surrender my heart to You. Maybe for you, it's I need to consecrate my heart, set myself apart. I also feel felt like there was families here this morning and there's a lot of kids in the room and kids you are welcome to come to the altar as well for prayer we've got kids leaders ready and stuff but maybe whole families need to come and go God there's so much strife in the heart of our home we want to give our home to you this year we want to consecrate our home to you this year whatever that is if God is stirring your heart, because the Holy Spirit all around the room I sense is actually stirring hearts. Whatever your thing is, we don't need to know. Um, You and God will know. And we've got people that wanna pray for you. And we're just gonna take some time on the altar this morning and allow the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts. So altar is open. Thank you, worship team. Why don't you respond to what God's saying this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, Please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.